Hello, welcome to Carolyn K. Save the USA. And today's episode is called Our Favorite Misogynists. But on uh, the Twitch stream, we weren't allowed to use the word misogynist, Can which you is, believe that? I think I've used the word, the C word so many times. <laughs> and they're just like, oh no, misogynist is the word that you're not. And I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, a company exclusively run by men, not letting us use the word misogynist. How bizarre is that? That's very bizarre. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Anyway, yeah. Come on. I could go on forever on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome. Hi. What's on your mind? Before we get into the total, the biggest jerks we've ever had to deal with in the workplace. Um, I actually do have something on my mind. It's kind of a weird one. Did you guys know that Carol doesn't poop? (laughs) Did you guys know this? Is that what I was supposed to say? I don't like. (laughs) I don't. Uh, listen, you're you're my a, husband. You're a lady. I'm not. My husband thinks I'm the eighth wonder of the world. He does. Um, <laughs> we have been together for how many years? Married over nine dating kind of for maybe three. So over 12 years. Uh-huh. There's never been anything in front of him. That's nothing insane to me. That is absolutely insane to me. Nothing. No, there's no like sound that comes out of me. There's no. <laughs> you don't fart either. No. I'm the eighth wonder of the world, everybody. I'm not. I burp and fart like a man. <laughs> the The first person I've met who burps like me is Jeremiah. Because we do on those <laughs> burps. But listen, yeah, you do. You have very manly burps yeah. coming out of a very tiny, tiny body. I'm telling you, I'm white trash. I'm not alone, though. Cousin Amy, yes, she doesn't do public pooping either. I love shitting in public. There's nothing <laughs> that gives me more power. I never used to be it's that way. It's not ladylike. I never We're used to. I don't, I don't do it. I don't care. I like, I, it's a gift when I actually get to go. I like, I get such bad constipation and I used to be terrified of <laughs> pooping in public. And then this one time, this really fucking cool chick who I grew up with, we were at this folk festival in uh Gower where I grew up. Um, she took a massive dump in the bathroom and all the cool girls from my school walked in and they all looked at me like oh okay just took a massive shit and I was mortified and then this girl Beth walked out and all the cool girls were like oh did you smell that I think that was Kay and Beth goes oh no that was me that was that was 100% me and I looked at I looked at Beth and I was just like that's who I want to be that's who, that's me. So, so from Beth that day on, your life changed my changed life. Your life. Well, good for. And Beth, now I right? shit in public when I, I can. Never, I, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this is my house, bitch. Um, I I yeah. never had a bath, and I yeah, no, like I say, I I, I I I will say though, it gets trickier when you have a baby because there's the baby camera. It's like surveillance camera, <laughs> so it could work for you or against you. It's like you could blame it on the baby. Oh, that little toddler. He said it again. Yeah. My husband will do anything to bust me, but it's never happened. So I've got 12 years going. Yeah. I've got 12 years going. Wait. So do you hold in the farts? Is that what the deal is? I don't fart. I'm the eighth wonder of the world. You just move over pyramid. She won't, she won't even admit it to me. Her best friend. No, just doesn't happen. (laughs) One day I'm going to take this woman to the best Indian restaurant I can find because that's what I eat when I feel sick. Right. It's like anytime I'm hungover, anytime my stomach's a bit well, I have to eat Indian food because there's nothing better than Indian food, in my opinion. And where I just moved to has the best Indian food I found in America, by the way, I spent all my money on Indian food. Okay. Um, so I'm going to take you to my favorite Indian restaurant, um, potentially here or back in the UK and you, Pam. 
and um, I'm going to turn you into a gas giant. No, Jupiter over not here. happening. Okay. Anyway, I'm glad we started the show. This is this is an important topic, though. It is. I'm curious to hear what other women think. Yeah, it's really it's really like life changing. It's really should be top of the news cycle. <laughs> Ladies, do you shit in front of your husband? Not like in front totally. of, but do you like admit to farting and shitting in front of your yeah. partner? I I just I'm fine dying alone at this point. The Larry said <laughs> on one of our last episodes, he's like, How Larry O'Connor. She talks about like all these people as if you know who they are. Larry O'Connor. Uh, who Very are well you? Well-known radio host. Okay, go ahead. If you don't know who Larry O'Connor. Okay, is. what did he say about your cats? He was like, "You can't. You're never gonna find a husband with all those cats." And I was like, "I love, uh, I love you, Larry. This uh, is why Larry and I are like." Wait, but then I described to him. I was just like, "As soon as I buy my fancy ass ranch out in the middle of nowhere, and the cats kill all the vermin, that's when my future husband will be like, oh, that's kind of genius, yeah. actually.' Yeah, I, I would. I, I wouldn't really- mind having a cat." An outdoor cat loiter around my property yeah. to do that dirty work. You can take one of mine. No, you not want creature. them inside. You want them inside. No, I'm creature not, has to stay inside. I'm not petting Jesus. them and I'm not like having them jump I'm on. Post me. the video of you with no, Wonky. No. Okay, anyway. I'm gonna post that to the Patreon guys. Let's get let's move from shit to more shitheads. Shitheads. <laughs> so the biggest shitheads we've ever dealt with. Yes. In the workplace. <laughs> All right. Um, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. So back at ESPN. This one. Oh god. Um I'm even going to say his name is John. Okay. John. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. And it, that is his name, John. Yeah. So I'm working and I have the coolest boss, Mike, um, who you've since met. I and I, <laughs> I have, you know, produced a couple shows. I, you know, I was pretty established at it at ESPN and, um, worked in special well. events. And so I kind of knew most of the people in the company mm-hmm. and most of our headquarters were based up in Connecticut Mm -hmm. and there were just, you know, a group of us down in New York. So I was one of the New Yorkers with my boss, Mike. And one time this guy from Bristol comes down, John. And (laughs) so I was, you know, hungry. So I go into bopping into Mike, my boss's office. And I'm like, Hey, Mike, I'm going to grab lunch across the street. Can I grab you something? He's like, yeah, sure. Can you just grab me a ham and cheese sandwich? I'm like, sure. No problem. Mm -hmm. And this guy, John was there. He was visiting from Bristol. So I don't know him, but I'm like, hey, dude, do you want me to get you something? He's like, yeah, um, I'll take a roast beef with cheese. Hold the lettuce. I want extra honey mustard. I want. And so I'm like, uh, he's going on and on. So I'm like, OK, cool. You know, like, cool. right. So I run across. I get everyone sandwiches mm-hmm. and then Mike goes out of town. But John is still in town mm-hmm. and he's using Mike's office mm-hmm. and my office. So I have an office. Clearly, I've worked my way up. Yeah. Cubicle to office next to the big boss. Yeah. So the next day, Mike's out of town and John from Bristol um, knocks, starts knocking on the, the wall in between our offices. Carol, Carol. I'm like, what the heck's this? So I go in. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, yeah, I, 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 I'm ready for lunch. <gasps> I would like. Uh, you know, get me today, uh, some prosciutto with a side of the, it's like, but, and it gets worse and worse as it's like, is it's so detailed and obnoxious. And I'm looking at him and I go, well, I wasn't going to go for lunch yet. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I got meetings all day and blah, 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 blah. Well, and this, you're going to hate me, but I was just like, well, uh, listen, when I run to get my sandwich, I'll get you something, but which all my friends hated. They're like, you shouldn't have said that, but I'll yeah. tell you when you're put on the spot like that, mm-hmm. It's really um, you don't know how to handle it because you can't yeah. believe it. You're like, are you really yeah. that much of a dickhead pig? Yeah. So I make it a point then later on this afternoon. I'm like, so, John, we haven't really met all these years. You know, I've been here for eight years and, you know, like I'm just mm-hmm. kind of letting them know, like, 
you know, I'm not Mike's assistant, even yeah. though I have a vagina um, <laughs> and I'm a blonde haired 20 something year old at the time. I'm like, you know, I I've been here for eight years and blah, blah, blah. And I start spouting off, you know, you may have heard of this show. I co-created it and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Great. So, um, <laughs> so then the next day it comes again, <laughs> Carol, when are you going for lunch? So then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So I call up Mike. I'm like, Mike, I don't know this guy, John, but you got to kind of reel him in. I tried to do it politely. I tried to tell him like, I'm not your fucking an intern. I'm not your assistant. I'm not your, you know, whatever wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like go get your own fucking sandwich. Okay. And so Mike's like, oh my God, he's mortified. So Mike kind of makes phone calls like, Hey, you know, so, you know, you know, Carol, like, you know, whatever he, Tells them, you know, yeah. my, my past. And Don't how many fuck years about I've been with there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Basically. So then the mind. next day, John is there. <laughs> this is the Don't worst. Me. I'll never forget it. It's such an imitation I have to do. And I'm in my office. He's using Mike's office again because Mike's out of town. And he knocks on the wit- knocks on the door. I mean, knocks on the wall, which is a come running to me, little girl. So I'm like, what the fuck is this guy got to say now? Because I knew Mike had this conversation with him. So I go around. I'm like, what's up? And he's at Mike's keyboard on his computer and he's going, just so you know, the Y button on Mike's keyboard doesn't work. You might want to get that fixed. Did you pick up the keyboard and smash him around the head with it until he was a bloody pulp on the floor? Well, like he I fucking mean, deserved? These men exist. I'll never forget the tap. You might want to get this fixed. You might want to get this fixed. Fuck you, you might John. Okay. I will never, dick, I will never, ever forget it. And I see this guy written up sometimes like, and I'm just like, it just, the cringe happens, but Ugh. yeah, these people exist. That's my story. John. Jeez. John sounds like a right cunt. Oh John, John is the worst of the worst. Now, am I wearing a vagina hat and marching? I'm not. No. Cause I actually feel bad for John. Yeah. I feel bad for whoever he's married to and yeah. whatever is, if he has daughters, what they might turn out to be, um, for living with such a douche. But yeah, that was one of my favorite misogynistic. Oh, I also had one, one more Ooh, when I co-created okay. a show, it was called dream job on mm-hmm. ESPN. Um, I would, you know, I was young, I was probably 30 yeah. and I would hang out in the, you know, control room. We were, the producers would be in the control room. <laughs> we had this director yeah. and he's just like, you know, looking at everything happening out on the set. And he's like, I'm not happy with this. We need more PAs. We need more PAs to stand in so I could get the camera shots. Right. And he looks over at me, he goes, what are you doing? Get out there. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and everyone did that. Like everyone at ESPN was like, <gasps> And so I looked at him and I said, you want to know something? If you need help, I'm glad to do it. And I walked out Wow! because I knew I was going to walk out and that everyone in the control room was going to be like, dude, she just created the show that you're employed by and you work on. Oh my God. Is that what they did? Yeah. And then I came back in and he goes, oh, you know, I have to apologize. Uh, I should not be asking the creator of the show to go and stand in. But the bottom line is I was young. Yeah, that's what they do in the control room. I can't have a brain and have a real significant role. I must just be a lazy PA hanging out. Yeah. Looking for my moment. So yeah, that was fun. And I think you just hit the nail on sorry, my hair is ridiculous on this shot, but um, you just hit the nail on the head there with you're young, you must be fucking useless, fucking stupid, fucking shit at everything. You must want exactly what I think you want. Yeah. 
How your do you, turn. Your turn. I don't know how you did it. Like I don't know how. Like I. Well, I the, the funny thing. People, the, the, so. the yeah. No, the fortunate thing was I had the greatest bosses, and they were yeah. all male, and I still work for a lot of them because they've moved on to other places, and mm-hmm. so we joke about this stuff now. Oh, you know what I mean? Now we're like, what a douche. Like, like we bring up all these people. We're like, what fucking losers. Um, But yeah. What are yours? Because I haven't heard those stories before. And that blew my, yeah, the keyboard. They they both blew my fucking mind. I want to get this fixed. Holy shit. At least the director, like fucking ate crow. Yeah. And apologize. But still, it's like, it just shows you, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Still not wearing a vagina hat though. Never. Cause you want to know why? Because women can be dicks too. Oh, women can be worse than men. Toxic and I can, femininity. I can toxic femininity. I could tell those stories for an hour or two, but I won't. Yeah. So <laughs> being that that happened to me when I was young, blonde, late twenties, early thirties, go ahead, hit me. Um, so, okay. I, the one, the I'm one scared. sweeping thing that I have to, that I have to say is like, the consistent trend is the number of men who want to be my boss, but only want to be my boss because they want to wife me and they want that kind of like power couple dynamic. And that's when I, I, and this has happened repeatedly. It's happened in tech. It's happened in journalism. It's happened in media. It's happened in radio. One of the most recent. And like, it's so funny to me because these men always fucking cry at the end. They cry like fucking bitches. Yeah. I just, I didn't realize it was going to make you feel that way. And I was just like, I I would kill you and eat you for fun if I could get away with it. Like I would. She would. I would. Um, But no, uh, one of of the things that pisses me off um, that I've dealt with a lot is, especially since we started doing the show together, the number of men who try to separate us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the number of guys who realize. Yeah. 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 Well, this is why I'm wearing my Joe Pack shirt right now. Joe, one of the only, one of probably, what, two men? I'm going to say it's it's Joe Pags and Buck Sexton, only two men who haven't tried to separate us, yeah. really. I think yeah. at this point, I guess Larry doesn't Larry, really count. Larry O'Connor. But like, we, you know, Larry's our friend. We do yeah. each other's shows. Like, um, it's a very different dynamic. Like, I, I wouldn't be working with Daily Caller if it weren't for Buck. Right. Um, you know, we wouldn't have filled in for Joe if he hadn't asked us to. Um, but, <laughs> okay, so the most recent one of these, fuck, I'm just going to talk about it. Um, I was asked to go and fill in for a bunch of shows and I was under the impression I was going to get paid. And to this day, I've not been paid. Hmm. Um, I did a week's worth of work. You shouldn't work for free. Um, Carol, like, of course I should work for free. I should be honored that I had the privilege to work for that kind of exposure. Mm -hmm. Apparently I couldn't pay for that kind of exposure. These are exact quotes. Mm-hmm. Exact quotes. And I'm sitting there like, your career is failing. You're about to get fucking fired. And you br- you brought me in here because you thought that I would save your fucking loser ass. And I've said that line to multiple men in fake positions of power. And there is, n- and they're not men, they're boys. Let's be honest with you. Any man that puts a woman in that position, like that John guy, that yeah. director, like those are boys. Actually, yeah. the director like ate shit and yeah. said, yeah. sorry. So maybe I take that back. And I will say, I, 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 I can't remember who, I had to shout at someone recently because I was just like, you're not <laughs> listening to what I want. Oh, I know exactly who it was. 
Bobby. It was Bobby. I love Bobby so much. Bobby Bragg, brilliant, brilliant guy. Love him to pieces. He texted me the other day. Oh, are you going to try out for the new GMA position? I'd rather fucking die. (laughs) No, dude, I have a show that I love. I work for an outlet that I love and I want to work my way up and get salary with them. Can you fucking imagine? Can you imagine being a robot? We're not robots. Yeah, and and we've had networks come to us for initial conversations, and we don't want to be talking head robots. We just don't. We want to be us. Yeah, like sorry, we us believe it or not is a little refreshing. It's a little bit okay. So finish. So what happened? Okay, so 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 I'm at um. So I get like I do this like weeks worth of work or whatever, and there's so much. There was so much stuff that went on behind the scenes I probably can't talk about. But um, the best the best part that made me go oh. Yeah, you'd be my dinner in the apocalypse. So the only reason that I said yes to do those shows was because I was under the impression that this person had clout. And I was under the impression that they were doing it the same way that Joe and the same way that Buck always K of Carol and K Save the USA. Here we are, Carol and K Save the USA on here at the same time. It's Carol Silver and K Smythe. No, this guy wanted a, a wife and a girlfriend and mm-hmm. that it was just, it was hysterical to me that he ever thought that that was an option. Oh, my God. Um, and so I'm on the show and I try to speak for like, you know, it's like a three hour show and I maybe got like 10 minutes of words in the three hours. Um, and want the one time that I tried to say, well, you know, on my show, Carol and Kay Save the USA, this fucking motherfucker fucking blocks my mic he cut off no he cut off my fucking mic and this was i also want to bring up the fact this this was the week that you beat cancer that you were literally getting your breast cancer removed this guy knew that and that is how he decided to respect our relationship was to mute us or to mute this i wanted to throw a fucking chair across the room and like anyone who's worked with me like knows that when I say things like I'm going to flip a table it's like oh shit Kay is actually out She's of blood you've crossed a line there's no I, I didn't even this. think of the cancer part I mean which again is such a personal thing but like you're right I mean <laughs> to be to have your mic shut off first of all that's why we do a podcast no one's ever shutting off our mic nope don't you ever fucking shut yeah, off our mic no and for all the women out there and yeah. all the anyone's out there yeah no yeah. If someone's shutting off your mic, mm-hmm. yeah, then that's a bigger problem. And I always got to, I got to say all these guys and there's like, there's others as well. Like I remember um, I was being like essentially groomed by this guy once. Um, I, yeah. It was really creepy for like years as well. And he was like married to someone I knew. Oh, um, but he was like, oh, okay, you haven't, this is again, doesn't listen to anything that I want or need. Okay, you haven't made it in Hollywood until someone tells you that you're never going to work in this town again. And me in my head, I was like, I didn't even want to fucking live in this town in the first place. Um, and so, you know, years later, uh, I literally get the phone call is it's between you and this other British woman for this huge producer job with uh, it was a PMC subsidiary, mm-hmm. um, Penske Media Corporation. He goes, I know what she's willing to do. Are you ready? And then I wait, 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 what? This is post me too, by the way. This is post me too. So I'm like, I don't want the fucking job in the first place. Like I'm a writer and I'm a commentator. Like I am a writer. That's all I do. Like we write the show. I write like the stuff that I do. 
for like the spectator daily caller like I just write like we write the book right. so we got like Mel and so I'm there in my head like no nah, bro I, I just don't want to suck your dick that's fine I like and I give a great blowjob so he fucked up there so this other woman obviously I'm gets sorry, the Mom. job I'm sorry Mom. and this this Dad, guy I, I swear to god the one who tells me that you haven't made it in this town until someone tells you you'll never work in this town again ended up being the guy who told me that I would never work in this town again. And he, it took them a while, but he's never going to work in that town again, legit, and had to move out of state. So that I was just, like, I nice, just can't. yeah, it was fucking crazy. I was just sat there just like, oh, this is exactly like my mom told me. It was gonna be. I know, right? And people wonder why and, I want to go live on my ranch. And by the way, we've just had an episode not even a week ago where we talked about we love boys, boys, you know, oh, yeah. boys are boys, boys are boys. And we've even had a funny episode called once a guy discovers his penis, it rules him till death. We oh, get it. Yeah, we boy, get it. Fine. However, this is where it's like, no, no, no. It yeah. doesn't rule us to get us jobs or get us yeah. promotions yeah. or anything. Else. No, no. We think it's funny that it rules you to death. Yeah. When it's lighthearted stuff, but not this shit. Okay. Yeah. This is the shit we will call out. Could yeah. you imagine being on GMA and wanting to tell this story? I <laughs> love you, happen. Bobby, but like, you got to listen. You got to yeah. listen when yeah. women speak to you. I know I told you that. <laughs> I know I told you that. Don't worry. I yell at Jesse Kelly all the time too. Oh and gosh. you know, it's just I, more fun. I, I mean, lastly, on my end, yeah, you made me think of one. I oh. had one too, where I went to a wedding of a very high up executive um, in the sports industry. And this guy came up to me and he's a world renowned like photographer. And he's like, hey, I hear you're a writer. And at the time I was trying to sell scripts at Disney and stuff. And um, I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, I'm a writer too. And the, the wedding was in Beverly Hills. And so he's like, I'm a New Yorker too. I said, oh, cool. And he said, let's, let's grab a bite to eat one day, you know, and talk about writing. So I'm thinking I'm in a safe space because we're at this intimate wedding. Mm -hmm. We have a mutual friend who's a pretty big deal and really legit and, you know, by the book. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, so we go out and um, we're having dinner and he's just like, so who are you dating? And I'm like, oh God, because right there you just know. So I started telling him dating this guy who, you know, worked at ESPN. And he's like, well, it sounds like he's, you know, dicking you around and this and that. Now I got to describe what this photographer looks like. He's about five foot three. <laughs> he's got red frizzy hair. It's frizzy. Oh. And it's, it's the comb over. It's a red frizzy comb over. He's five foot three. And I'm not joking. He has a square ass. I've never seen a square ass kind of like SpongeBob. Like he's got a square ass. He's a little like little guy. Okay. So he's sitting there and I'm probably 29 years old and he's probably 65. And he's telling me, you know, that this guy I'm dating at ESPN is treating me like shit and I deserve better. So I'm like, whatever. So I, I know right away. I'm like, this is so gross. This is not about writing. And this dude actually thinks he has a job with me. Okay. So whatever. I just bullshit through the dinner. And, um, so we're walking out and I'll never forget it, Kay. We're at the corner of Broadway and like 61st on the Upper West Side. And he goes, well, you know, I'm uh, really good friends with, oh, shit, I should have had his name, the guy who does all the law and orders. Um, oh, uh, Dick Wolf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick Wolf and I are really tight. And uh, I can get your script places, but you know what you have to do. <gasps> Wait, no. And I couldn't hold back, Kay. I went, fuck you and I turned on my heels and I just walked back up Broadway to the eighties. <gasps> and he, I, I remember the visual when I said, fuck you, it just blurted out. 
his little square butt turned around and went waddling all the way down to Midtown. I remember seeing the little square butt like running. And I, I went into my boss, Mike, Mike's, Mike's everywhere. I went into Mike and I'm like, Mike, I got to tell you what happened last night. Cause Mike knows this dude. I'm like, you believe he thought, and Mike is dying laughing at the square ass. And then he's like, listen, Carol, maybe he thought you had daddy issues. Like when you're as like <laughs> ugly and terrible as that and old, like, you know, you got to throw it out there, you know, one out of 50 shot, you might've the girl who has daddy issues. So don't be too offended. I mean, Mike has his way of making everything better. I love and I'm Mike. like, thank you, Mike. But yeah. So square ass waddling down Broadway. <laughs> After I just blurted out, fuck you. I don't need oh. my scripts to Dick Wolf. Okay. I'm so proud of okay, you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I just blurted out. I just can't. Jeez. Yeah. That yeah. was just such a blatant, oh, with the red frizz. Okay. Anyway, I have to jet. Yeah. Um, but that, this, this was, was awesome. We need to do short tales once in a while of yeah. just, you know, shit and shit heads. They're yeah. very important topics. My whole life is ruled by poop because I have a babysitter right now. And it's like the baby pooped, the baby didn't poop. It's like, why didn't the baby poop? And then we're talking about poop. Everything's about poop. And all these shit and all these shit, shit people, men. Shit, shit men, men and yeah. shit women. Yeah. And we're, we'll have an episode on shit women one time. Ooh, I got some doozies. Yes. I got doozies. Too. I got doozies. Okay. Um, so send this episode to your wives, daughters, nieces. Yes, beware. And then send it to all of the men in your life. And remember, yeah. guys, if you act like a misogynist, all that we know, all that we know is that you are probably fucking terrible in bed. <laughs> and who needs that in their lives? Yeah. You know? You know, you insecure totally. fucking fucks. Yeah, anyway. don't act that way. We'll expose it. Yeah, okay. don't act like bitches. And plus, Jeremiah will kick the shit out of anyone who does that to us ever again. No. Love you. Proud of you. Bye. <laughs>